Hello, everyone, everyone, and welcome to the Straight Talk for the Soul Series, your multidimensional vitamin for the body, mind, and spirit. I'm Carrie Murphy, your host, creator, and founder of this global broadcast and Unity Community. I want to extend a bright and a very beautiful good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of you tuning in uh, from around the world to help me welcome my friend, uh, sound healing expert, Mark Romero, with here. We're going to talk about healing your life at the speed of sound. So welcome home, beautiful souls, courageous crusaders of higher consciousness. This is your safe haven. It is also a sacred space. It's a soulful sanctuary to feel ignited and empowered. It's my greatest intention that you feel truly an unwavering sense of acceptance, belonging, safety, oneness, uh, unity here in this sacred space, the, the frequencies of kindness and cooperation, collaboration and compassion flowing here always. And today let's intend for a revival, a renewal, a restoration of your divine essence, a pure resurrection of your health, your wealth, your vitality, your strength, as well as your soul's purity and radiance. So I really want to thank you for blessing our community with your presence today. Uh, I encourage you now to just sit back and relax, uh, breathe, open, and just receive. Uh, we're very grateful that you found your way here today. Uh, and now it's time for my favorite question, and that is, what is the best that could happen today? Uh, set a clear, empowered, personal intention for what you wish to gain or experience here today. My intention with our journey is to be a clear and pristine communicator of divine light and love and selfless service to allow for the greatest openings into love, peace, healing, harmonization, purification, vitality, and empowerment for all of us gathered here today. Uh, welcome, you're welcome to write in. Let us know how you're feeling uh, throughout the show in our webcast, or if you have questions, uh, press star 2 on your phone, and we may get to some live callers later. And now let me tell you about Mark, and then... Um, and we'll dive in. Uh, Mark Romero is an internationally recognized transformational sound healing expert and thought healer. Uh, a former top consultant to NASA discovered frequencies in Mark's music that eliminate negative influences in the environment and create a quantum field where you can begin to operate at optimal levels. By eliminating the static and the noise in your life, you can experience more enthusiasm, you can feel more rested and alert, enjoy increased physical strength, coordination and balance, and embrace a deep knowing of inner peace and joy. Uh, for nearly 20 years, Mark has helped thousands of people experience instantaneous healings and shifts in their perceptions through the frequencies uncovered within his music. Uh, today, you're going to discover how music can help heal your life, expand awareness, and enhance your ability to orchestrate the life of your dreams. We'll talk about how you can rise above the vibrational barriers in your environment that are hindering your personal evolution and awakening. We'll talk about transcending limiting beliefs that are holding you in a space of unenlightenment. Plus, learn how to dramatically enhance your ability to shape and shift matter and energy in any way that you desire. And also discover your innate ability to restore harmony to your body, mind, and spirit. Uh, I am so excited to have Mark here with us. So please join me in extending waves and waves of love and light and joy uh, to Mark as I welcome him to the show. So welcome back, my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. It's always great to it's hang been out a while. with you. Thank you. Yes, it has. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about how long it's been, and, you know, we were talking about how 
you came on my show when I had the radio show, so it must have been originally 10 years ago or something. I don't know. It's um, got to be something like that, definitely. Amazing how time <laughs> flies, right? <laughs> yes. And just to see how this has expanded for you, um, let's talk a little bit about your 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 joint your journey because you were in the corporate world for so many years, hugely successful. Um, for those who are new to you, what kind of opened the door into stepping away from that and into <laughs> all of this woo woo stuff? <laughs> You know, I would love to say it was easy, seamless, and just happened, you know, unfolded. But it was definitely, um, it was definitely kind of this rocky road. You know, I think with like many of us, we get presented with this model. You know, you go to school, you get out of school, you get a day job, you work your way up the ladder. And the higher up the ladder, the more money you're going to make, and the more bells and whistles you're going to have, and the happier you're going to be. And I bought into that. It was kind of like the paradigm my father had set for me. And I went into this experience kind of like looking to do the same thing. But I noticed that as I started getting higher towards the top, I'm like kind of going, wait a second. I've got the bells and whistles. I got the shiny car and the home in Southern California and all that stuff. Why am I feeling discontent, unfulfilled, and unhealthy? Why do I feel like there's something more for me to emerge into? And I so probably about four years before I got out, I started getting those gentle nudges from the universe that there's something more to life than what it is that you're living. And, you know, got to love my wife, Dr. Lara, came home. At this point in our marriage, she had already mastered the art of communicating without saying anything, just a look, you know? <laughs> and she had this look. It was the, I'm going to hit you with some truth look. And she got in my face and she said, listen, I don't care how much money you're making. I look in your eyes and you're dead. When are you going to have the courage to go for the dream? And I'm like, ah, oh, as much as I wanted to argue and find fault, you know, with what she said, she was right. And... Mm -hmm. I went in shortly thereafter and I told my partners, that's it, I'm done, I can't do this anymore. All this stuff that I've been chasing and and accumulating and stuff, it hasn't made me any happier, hasn't made me any more fulfilled and I'm I just know that I'm here for a purpose to create positive change on the planet, to help people through their mm -hmm. journeys through life and to reveal this magnificence that's within each and every one of us. So ultimately took wow. the plunge from there. So glad that you did. <laughs> um, wow. But were you playing music at all during that time? Um, or did it all just kind of shift and change after you you left the corporate world? Well, I've been playing music since back in high school, but it was my thing. Okay. You know, it was never, I wasn't, you know, I didn't have this, well, I might have had this dream of being a rock star, you know, like every kid, you know, oh my gosh, I imagined my hair long and playing, you know, <laughs> Led Zeppelin tunes or something back in the day. And I'm like, but it was just a hobby. It was something I did for fun. I had a roommate that played bass. We jammed together, never wanted to be a gigging musician or anything like that. And certainly didn't see any kind of like healing or transformational work through music, but it was something that supported me throughout my career. But just as something that I did for me. It was my thing. Uh, you know, I'd have these magnificent concerts in the safety of my bedroom at home. And when I left, you know, I saw myself kind of becoming a very traditional 
motivational speaker guy. I'm going to pontificate words of wisdom that are magically mm-hmm. going to help people change their lives. And you know what? The universe loves to laugh at our biggest and best agendas. You know, so it's like, yeah, that's funny, Mark. Wait till you see what unfolds from this. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I can think of music. I could speak in front of a thousand people and feel like a fish in water. Play guitar and one or two people in the room, I became this shy kid. So there was no way the guitar was going with me. Um, But, you know, it's like we get those nudges, we get those shoves, we get those... uh, um, that guidance that shows up that literally pushes us into realms where music started becoming part of my speaking. And um, in fact, I had this great speaker manager lady that was helping me develop my platform when I first got out. I'd be working with her a month, you know, and I was going to do all these cool keynote talks. And I sent her my very first CD and she calls me up. What the heck is this? I'm going to my first. That's my CD. I thought I'd give it to you as a gift, you know. She goes, you didn't tell me you played music. No. Well, what does that got to do with my speaking? Everything. You're doing music and speaking keynote concerts. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. So we went back and forth. So music started integrating right early. And mm-hmm. nobody called me about anything else. They wanted the music and speaking keynote concerts. And then from there, it just continued to emerge and evolve and getting connected to scientists that revealed all kinds of things that continue to amaze me today. Yeah, well, let's talk about that because the scientist from NASA actually discovered your music, but talk about what they actually discovered about it. And and when did that happen also? Well, this is going back now. Gosh, it's got to be it's almost 20 years. It's got to be almost 20 years ago now. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, it's funny. I come being a recovered CEO, very left brain guy. You know, I was open to different things, but I married woo-woo, so my wife having her doctorate in metaphysics, she was introducing to me things way back when, you know, but there was definitely a line that I didn't like to cross back then. And she invited me to play music at one of her friend's wellness centers. So I go play, and after I'm done playing, the woman that runs the center, she goes, oh my gosh, you know, I hear these tones in your music. And I'm looking at her going, oh man, this lady, she's going to get weird, I could tell. And then she gets, she literally gets, exactly, she gets right up in my face and she goes, and nobody can hear the tones but me. And now I'm looking at her like, yeah, I heard some tones too, man, back in the 80s, listening to Pink Floyd. I heard some tones and she goes, no, let me get a CD. I know these scientists. (laughs) So I'm giving her a CD. Maybe she won't bother me anymore. Didn't think anything more of it. And then I get the most amazing phone call from this gentleman by the name of Dr. Ronald Jones. And he said, listen, he goes, we're involved in a study on the effects of energy disruptors in the environment and how it impacts the body's energy fields, our levels of consciousness, our health, our vitality, how it is that we function. We want you to come to this lecture, bring your guitar. I'm like, okay, you know, maybe I'm going to play during donut time or something. I don't, I didn't know. <laughs> so I get there. And I'm blown away because I'd never heard of quantum physics at this particular point. I've never even thought of looking at myself as anything more than what I experienced through the senses. But that night I realized, oh, my gosh, who we see in the mirror is the tip of the iceberg of who and what we are. And about halfway through this lecture, they start talking about energy disruptors, vibrational barriers in our space. 
that are disrupting our energy and how it is that we function. So I'm learning about how, you know, humanity's put up to over 80,000 man-made chemicals in our air, food, and water. We've surrounded ourselves with all of this electronic disruption. And of course, back then it was just, you know, EMFs and cell phones and laptop computers. There was no Wi-Fi back then or smart meters or 5G, 4G, 3G, any of that stuff. But they were convinced that all of this was causing energy disruption. So they're demonstrating on stage how things we use every day disrupt our energy and put people into a weakened state. So now I'm really blown away. But then they go, come up here, we want you to start playing. And I start playing, and I see people's energy physically shift instantly in front of my eyes. I'm like going, what the heck is this? Never seen anything like this. Quite honestly, it's kind of freaking me out a little bit. you know. But <laughs> where people were in a weakened state, all of a sudden they're strong. People who could not, let's say, bend over and touch their toes because of lack of flexibility, I'm playing and they're putting their hands on the ground. They're doing all these demonstrations. And I kind of go home from this event really kind of overwhelmed. It was a high gradient presentation. And then Doc called me up a few weeks later and he said, listen, we're so excited. He said, your music has harmonizing frequencies that are coming through it that tune and harmonize listeners' energy fields and eliminate the negative effects of these energy disruptors. And I said, well, what does that mean? He said, well, what it means when you play the music in your space, you dramatically reduce stress, you increase your physical energy, your strength, your flexibility, your endurance, your coordination and balance. The brain waves are actually put into a harmonized state, more memory, more focus, uh, higher access to intuition, creativity, sixth sense, so plus, it puts the body into the state to self-heal. And at this point, I'm completely blown away. And he said, we want to buy a 1,000 CDs from you and start selling them. I said, okay, now that I can relate to you. I'm not sure about all this other stuff. But that was my introduction <laughs> into the possibility of what could come out of this energy that was coming through me that was being conveyed out through the music. Mm, so that was over 20 years ago. I mean, it was – but. When did you accept yourself as as a channel for these healing energies? Was it right then, or did it take you some more time to really accept that? I mean, how did that time. unfold? Yeah, it took me lots of time. It's like, oh, and then there were things that happened that just like I remember one day. This was like right after I'd gotten introduced, and everything had started moving and happening, and this whole idea of emerging into a healer brought up a lot of discomfort within me. You know, the first mm -hmm. time my wife told me I was a healer, I literally ran down the hallway saying, nope, I don't want nothing to do with that. That's the kind of stuff. They take you out in the backyard. They tie you to a tree. They set you on fire, man. I don't want nothing to do with that <laughs> at all, you know. And if anything, I learned that night running down the hallway, no matter how fast you run, you take yourself with you. Yeah. <laughs> and then lo and behold, I get connected to Doc and this whole energy thing in my music. And I remember one day going, you know, I don't want nothing to do with this. I, I just assume not have this gift at all. And literally within 30 seconds, my phone rings and it's Dr. Jones. And he says, what's going on? I said, well, what do you mean? He goes, well, I just detected a fluctuation in your energy field. Well, at this time, <laughs> at this point, I'm like, well, what the heck? And he goes, I want you to come into my office. And I sit down with him. And he goes, listen, 
Mark, and we have two choices in life. Either one, we accept our gift and we commit ourselves to bringing it forward and to doing the best amount of work that we can do with it. Or two, we live a life of misery trying to deny our gift. What do you want to do? And I said, honestly, Doc, I like option three, none of the above. He said, sorry, doesn't exist. Oh, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to step into this. And from there, it was a process. It was like working through the old unresolved issues that needed to come to the surface in order for me to step into my gift. And then really even realizing later, it wasn't so much the specific notes or tones or the type of guitar I was playing. It was an energy that was coming through me. And in mm-hmm. essence, I was using the music as a carrier wave to get it out into the world. I would love to say that I consciously, masterfully decided to do this, but it was a gift that revealed itself over a span of time. Wow. Um, <laughs> talk about, you know, what what this healing um means to you you know this process of healing you know what that energy shift is all about and that you've seen and you 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 physically see it when you're in these environments where you can watch people um that are impacted by your music but describe a little bit more about just this whole experience of healing in this way i remember Doc had made his transition a few years after we had gotten connected. And I was out there kind of like in the wilderness, I felt. You know, I was like, okay, what do I do? How do I bring this forward? How do I help others? And then I heard this quote um, just on a video. Somebody had sent me a video. I'm listening to this video, and this guy says this. And, you know, have you ever heard anything? You just, it resonates as complete truth. You get the goosebumps. You get this total vibe you know, that takes place. And the quote goes like this, says, people think we need to seek enlightenment. No, we don't need to seek enlightenment. We need to rise above the vibrational barriers and the limiting belief systems that are holding us in a space of unenlightenment. It's not about seeking it. It's about removing Mm -hmm. what is stopping you from being what you already are. And I heard that quote. And I'm like kind of going, oh, my gosh. That makes complete sense because we live in a world filled with vibrational barriers now more than ever, you know, between 5G, 4G, 3G, EMS, Wi-Fi, smart meters, all, you know, cell phone signals, everything that's being beamed through our space. And what these scientists were able to show me in their studies, this is impacting our biofield or our aura, our energetic field, which ultimately conducts how it is that we show up and experience life. Mm-hmm. So... I started doing music to help people to null and void these disruptors in their environment, which is where I first started. And what I saw was people would have these huge reductions in stress. Their stress Mm -hmm. levels, their anxiety levels would dramatically decrease. They would have more physical energy. They would, you know, be able to physically operate at a higher level. But where we really started to see some shifts was in the ability to be more focused to have better memory, to basically have a mind that operated on a higher level. And I think if anything we've learned is our mind really impacts how it is that we show up and what we experience in our lives. And you want to have that operate in a harmonious state as opposed to being in a state of disharmony. So Mm -hmm. from there, and then I started seeing people have shifts. People were dealing with 
autism or ADD or ADHD and these different things by simply playing music in the space we're beginning to create shifts or being able to heal after let's say a surgery or mm-hmm. some sort of physical trauma and yeah. so I'm like kind of okay maybe I'm on to something and I think the thing that really kind of took it to a whole nother levels this was back when when Doc was still with us he asked me this question he said what do you think is the most powerful disruptor in the universe and I you know with Doc coming from NASA it's got to be radiation or something like that he said no he goes the most powerful disruptor in the universe are our own limiting thoughts, beliefs, and perceptions, the programming, the stories that we've all integrated within the software of our minds that shape and shift our experience. And from there, I started doing different experimenting with coaching clients, with people I was mentoring at the time, where I would start to hear like they're out of tune. It's like, yeah, they want to accomplish this, but they don't believe in themselves. This person needs some self-belief. Or this person's holding on to some resentment. They need to forgive somebody in the past. And so I started channeling out these pieces of music that I would have clients play in their space. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, things would pop into their experience to help them to heal what it is that they needed to heal in order to create their desired outcome in life. You know, as you're sharing all of that, I remembered, Mark, it was probably um, five years ago, maybe, um, I fell off this huge ladder at Christmas time decorating, and no one was home, and it was a, it was a pretty terrible fall, and, um, you know, I being an energetic healer of sorts myself i was i was very set and intent on healing you know my knee and my back everything you know energetically but i remember during that healing time i played your music and um and and i i certainly don't recommend you know my approach to this you know it was my journey but um i never went to the doctor and i completely healed and and it was it was unbelievable it was kind of miraculous but I can remember playing it and I would have your music you know I would start it you know and I would get ready in the morning and then I would just kind of let it flood through the house and um because you gave me a bunch of CDs back then I remember I had the literal CDs and Mm -hmm. uh anyway just a powerful memory that came back as you were sharing that but it uh it must have helped because I did heal and you know, anybody who was into Western medicine only, they couldn't believe like that um, based on what had happened to me that I healed without right. going to the doctor, without getting surgery, without any of those things. So um, pretty amazing. And I want to remind everyone, you know, whenever Ethan Fox is here, he plays Mark's music when he does the energy transfer. So um, that's Mark's music. <laughs> and he mentions your name every time. And, you know, you, um, you know, with a lot of their events, you play music there. But let's talk about how things have continued to evolve, you know, with this, you know, um Describe how it's evolved since then. You know, um, you've become much more um, not just a channel of healing energies, but you're so highly gifted as an intuitive in working with people as well. So just talk about the evolution, how things have continued to grow and expand. I think one of the big catalysts 
for change was one day I'm at home and I get a call from Lara, my wife. She's at the park picking up the kids. And she said, you know what? I just got this intuitive download. She goes, I don't think you need the guitar to play music or to do this healing work. I think it's something that's coming through you. Mm-hmm. And at this mm-hmm. point in time, up until that particular point in time, I thought, okay, the guitar was made in Spain. You know, maybe it's the style I play. Maybe it's the specific notes. I mean, because there is a whole body of sound healing that produces specific notes and tones that creates a healing response in listeners. And that's certainly a huge field. And up until then, I figured that's what it was. But then she goes, I want you to remotely send energy to my friend here at the park. And I'm going to test her physicality with these tests and these demonstrations that I had learned from the scientists that night. So a mile and a half away, her friend has this shift in energy. She goes, I knew it. It's not the music. It's you. It's something that's coming through you. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't think I told anybody for like a year, you know, literally after that. But I think, and I had had an opportunity to talk to Dr. Jones about it. He said, and I asked him, how is this possible? He said, I don't know. He goes, somehow, some way, you found a way to access this energy and to bring it through you to help harmonize people. Yes. And restore harmony. Yes. Yes. And That's the word I was going to use. Mm-hmm. You're you know, a harmonizer. Basic, <laughs> correct. You know, if anything I've seen now and have really, you know, accepted as kind of like my title on my business card would be harmonizer. And if, and if anything I've learned out of that experience is that anything disharmonious can be made harmonious, not only by myself, but everybody has that ability. And now we're all in the process of awakening to this innate ability that's within each and every one of us. And what I realize is that when people are in this harmonious state, yes, you can open up to higher levels of healing and well-being, but you can also almost like reach within yourself and let go of the old thoughts, the old beliefs, the old perceptions, the old stories that we all have to one degree or another that have limited our expression, that have prevented us from showing up with all of our grandeur, all of our light, all of our power, and to remove that out and to make this process much easier. And not only that, but to also breathe in and plant the seeds for the states of being that are more in alignment with who you really are. So maybe perhaps self-love which is probably one of my earlier musical mantra pieces that over the years everybody gets because self-love is mm-hmm. it's like turning on a light in a dark room. It has the ability to reveal so much of what it is that we need to let go of and to support us on our journey of awakening and our journey of unfolding and our journey of becoming. And so, you know, I started really kind of combining in essence, transmission with music and performance to help people to let go of what's no longer serving them, let go of the disharmonious energy that they held within themselves that is out picturing as some sort of uh, physical issue or maybe a challenge in relationships or a reoccurring pattern, not being able to open to prosperity or, or something to that effect. There's a number of different ways that it can show up. And to help people to move through that so they can continue to raise their energy, raise their vibration and their consciousness and really reveal that masterpiece that's within them Mm -hmm. already. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like Michelangelo was asked, how did you carve David? He said, I didn't carve David. I just removed pieces 
that were hiding the masterpiece within the block of marble. And I think that's a great analogy for the story of our lives and and for humanity. Yeah, well, you organically and naturally, even as we're speaking here, I feel there's there's a harmonizing transmission as you speak. Um, no matter what we're talking about, even if you're not, um, you know, presenting a musical mantra or a musical piece, I can feel it through just your your tone and, and what you bring through as you're speaking. You know, it works really well. However, I have said, had some issues with some teenage daughters. Um, in fact, <laughs> I remember one day talking to my youngest and she goes to me, your Jedi mind tricks won't work with me. And I go, I, I go, you know what? Just the fact that you said that tells me it's working. And then, of course, you give me a scowl or whatever. But, you know, right. And then I joke with them. I tell them, don't make me get out the guitar, man. I'll get out the guitar and I'll play music <laughs> out here. Uh, I love it. <laughs> um, I am sensing that maybe this is a good time to um, – you know, do a little healing journey. You know, I know you wanted to do something, some kind of musical mantra here for us. Does this feel like a good time? Sure. It's always a good time. I'd love to. <laughs> yeah. Love okay. To. So as we were kind of talking about earlier, what, what kind of had showed up was to, we're all on this journey, you know, of unfolding, of remembering, you know, at one point, I remember saying, you know, we come here to play the most amazing game in the universe, the cosmic game of hide and seek. Come in here with all of your grandeur, all of your divinity, all of your power, all of your magnificence. We're born in these little helpless little baby shapes, and we promptly forget every single bit of it. And then we go through our life experiences with our parents and traumas and growing up in school and the media, and we like pile more layers upon hiding this essence that's within us. And then we come to this point in time in our life where we realize, wait, there's something more that wants to come through. There's something more that needs to be revealed. And we begin this journey of our spiritual evolution, our spiritual unfolding. And so it's a journey and it's a process. And um, so this piece is all about enhancing your journey to unfolding, to remembering, to honoring where you've been and what you're emerging into, what you've learned, what you have yet still to learn. And um, with that being said, I'll throw in some prompts here and there, prompts to help you as we go through this. But the most important thing you can do is just take some nice deep breaths um, and just set the intention to really almost like Pat yourself on the back and honor yourself and be in gratitude and appreciation for your commitment to healing, to awakening, and to stepping into your innate ability as an orchestrator of your life, but also as an orchestrator that's going to help harmonize the world. And so that's what this piece is all about. So I invite you to just take some nice deep breaths. And just breathe in the notes. Mm-hmm. 
we're all on a journey. A journey to remembering who we really are. So just take a moment to honor yourself. How far you've come. Your commitment. Your dedication. To revealing the masterpiece. That's within you. Just take a deep, open mouth, inhale, open mouth, let it go. And 
and begin to gently bring yourself back to this time and to this space. Thank you, Mark. My pleasure. How's everybody doing? <laughs> um, that was so beautiful. And, uh, yeah, I tried to stay fully present as I told you that I would. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that work for you? <laughs> I had to, instead of leaning back in my chair, I just sit up straight. <laughs> so I didn't sink too deep <laughs> into the experience but um for those of you at home hopefully you did and um uh lacy had said in the webcast um she said hi beautiful beings i have to completely agree with carrie there is such a harmonizing energy coming through your voice mark i feel at ease just listening to you thank you for sharing lacy um mm, thank you Susan said, hi, Carrie and Mark. So excited to be here. Thank you. Glad you're here, Susan. Um, what I'd like to do um, before we move further into the conversation, because there's some more things I want to ask you about. Um, and if you guys have questions, you're welcome to write them in as well. But I want to talk about your special offer because it does include um, – we're going to talk about what it is, but it also includes your musical mantra series. So part of this offer is immediate access to your complete library of healing music. So that's huge, Mark. So um, I wanted to highlight that first, and then I'll highlight it again as we as we finish going through this. But the rest of the offer is healing your life at the speed of sound. Um, it's a six-part journey of music and energy healing. Um Mark, describe what these sessions are all about. Um, people can receive these and start listening to them right away, but um, describe what this package is all about. Well, over the course of, of my journey in really stepping into this and stepping into doing healing work with people, I started to identify certain frequencies or certain things that a person could do with their energy to speed up the process, to enhance restoring harmony to their body, their mind, and their spirit. And so I really kind of started taking note of that. And what this series ends is basically, gosh, over this 20-year journey, is six very powerful frequencies, states of being, or areas to focus upon that are essential in the healing process. For example, in the first module is all about opening. It's about opening to your power. It's opening to your innate divine essence. And with the opening to that power opens the door to the power and the realization of the power of our intention. Our intention sets the universe in motion. It's opening to the fact that we are consciousness having a human experience but within that connection, within that reality, we have all of the power that's within the universe itself, the same power that put the stars up in the sky, the same power that put the planets around the sun. That's who we really are. And we want to open to that power. And at the same point, begin to realize that the visions that we hold for our lives, where we focus our thoughts upon, where we focus our minds upon, yes, but the visions that come from that space of having a harmonious life, of having a harmonious body, 
set this whole creative energy in motion. And from there, we can really begin this journey. So I have found over the years that opening and intention and having a vision is essential to uh, enhance and build momentum in your healing process. And from that, it's almost like we all have past issues, past traumas, past experiences that we've gone through that we have internalized those lower density frequencies of fear, anger, resentment, whatever they might be, and have embedded them within our field of consciousness. And because we live in a society that's not really open to feeling our feelings, it's like we only want to feel the good feelings, you know, ecstasy, joy, bliss, which are great. Hey, I love those feelings. But we have this tendency to internalize and cover over and sweep under the carpet our sadness, our anger, our fear that are a result of some of these experiences that we've had in the past. The problem is they don't go away. They continue to reverberate within our field 24-7, outpicturing as the disharmony in our lives. So the second module is really focused on where are you experiencing your disharmony and what does it have the ability to bring to the surface that you can let go of and release and dissipate. And so we want to step into that phase where we begin to move through and let go of the energy behind those old resentments that we all hold this to one degree or another. It doesn't make us bad or wrong or broken. It's just part of our journey that we've gone through is that we've all internalized different things. And so we want to be able to almost like exhale and let go of what's no longer vibrant, of what's no longer in alignment with who and what we are. And by doing so, we can begin to recreate what's outpicturing in our lives, whether it's disharmony showing up in the body or disharmony showing up in our relationships, or maybe in our areas of prosperity, or even in our spiritual connection. There's so many different aspects and areas of which it can make itself known. But each disharmonious experience is an opportunity to let go of what's no longer serving us. And to well, really... You know, <laughs> the picture here is pretty powerful for session two. Um, this this beautiful lady has these chains and that's what it is. They're energetic chains that of density that hold us and weigh us down. And so it's, it's being liberated from that. So because they are energy chains and they yeah. just, um, <laughs> they really are. Um, mm-hmm. One of the analogies that shows up, you know, we all, we're all climbing the mountain of life in our experience and we have these backpacks on and we've stored so much stuff in our backpack. You know, there's a small weight set or refrigerator or a small motor vehicle and it's heavy, <laughs> it's lower, it's dense energy. And we wonder why it's so hard to move through life. We literally have to enlighten our energy by reaching in that backpack and letting it go. Let, let, putting that whole heavy density stuff on the side of the road and to continue our journey. And this is how we literally enlighten our energy to be able to move through life with more grace and more ease. And to kind of take that to a whole nother level opens up for module number three is because a huge area where we hold on to stuff is because of our past experience and what others have done to us. You know, whether it be our parents or 
past volatile relationships or things that we went through in school or whatever. And as a result, we picked up many of these lower density beliefs that I'm not worthy. I'm not, you know, I'm not blessed. I'm not powerful. I'm unable to change my life. And so forgiveness opens up this area and this aspect to even dive in deeper and to continue to release and let go of what's no longer serving you. You might think, you, oh, you know, I went to go to therapy, you know, 25 years ago to forgive my mom. But even then, you'll be surprised at how much is still reverberating within us that shapes and shifts our experience. So it's an opportunity to even go in deeper, but ultimately to learn that each and every one of us, we're not victims, but we do have this ability to move energy and command it as being an expression of source energy we have that ability. And so we want to be able to exercise that muscle to reach within ourselves and command what's no longer serving us anymore to leave our space. And if it's not reverberating within your field, it's not going to outpicture as disharmony in your life. I was just going to say it's, it's such a powerful shift that can take place with health, wealth, happiness. All of those things can shift and change. Absolutely. Very easily. It's like, you know, it's like I remember, you know, being in my younger days, you know, my, my dad left home when I was like 12 years old and I became this like angry, resentful teenage kid. And then ultimately so much disharmony was outpicturing in my life. I finally heeded my mom's advice to go do some therapy to start working on these old issues within me. Well, now I think we're in a time where it's almost like there's technologies and things evolving into the planet that give us the ability to work through our past traumas so quickly. I remember my mom teasing me saying that I was going to get a degree in uh, therapy just because I went to therapy all these years, you know, and I think we're just in a time now where we can move through things so quickly, so fast. We can let go of those old burdens that have continued to bind us or you know, keep us down and heavy where we can let go of that energy and open up to higher levels of healing. We have to let go of these old resentments. If you want to heal your life, you got to let go of the old resentments, not against, not also against others, but also against yourself for, you know, decisions we've made that maybe didn't pan out in the right way. You know, we beat ourselves up. We like to be tough on ourselves. You know, we all carry this beat up stick tied to our belt buckle. And anytime that we don't match this idea of perfection that we might have. We flog ourselves with it. No, we need to forgive ourselves too for being human, for having, working through these areas of awareness that maybe we weren't as aware, you know, 20, 15 years ago. And now we're in a space where we can open to that and self-forgiveness opens up that whole space, which brings us to the next aspect. And we were talking earlier about self-love, how, once we exhale and we let go, we want to breathe in what's going to give us life and vibrancy. And self-love is one of the most powerful energies in the universe to raise your energy, raise your state of being, no matter where you are at on your journey of loving yourself. I guarantee you that there's more to unfold into. There's more to embody. It's a never-ending state of being, but is one of the most powerful states and being able to support your healing. It's like, as I mentioned earlier, it's a light in the dark room. 
it can show you what's being hid in the corners. You know, we're masters of hiding our own stuff. Well, self-love has the ability to turn the light on bright and to show you what it is that you need to let go of, what do you need to release and dissipate, and to have this loving and nurturing energy to open up to love yourself more, which, of course, is going to translate to what it is you radiate out in the world and your capacity to how you can love others. So it's such a huge um, shift in the journey as we kind of complete this letting go process and begin to embody in, which brings us to module number five, which is about gratitude and appreciation, gratitude for the blessings in your life, gratitude for the lessons that you've learned, gratitude for your capacity to heal, appreciation for who you are, what you are. We need to open our hearts more to gratitude and self-appreciation for ourselves and for all the blessings in our life. And once again, this is a very momentum-building state of being that opens up to higher levels of healing, higher levels of vitality, and um, higher states of consciousness, which ultimately brings us to um, one of my favorite modules, and that's accessing your in intuition and inner knowing. We're kind of like these super biological wireless computers. We're connected to the ultimate super Internet. We have access to everything we need to heal, to make our dreams come true, to revitalize our lives, to overcome our obstacles. This particular module focuses on enhancing that connection and realizing you have all the answers within you. You have your intuition, your inner knowing that are going to open up to higher levels of healing, awakening, and really unleash this creative power that's within ourselves. It's like in essence, this is kind of like a series to tune the strings of your life expression. We all have facets, our health, our relationships, our work, our careers, our prosperity, our spirituality, our happiness, our joy, and our fulfillment. When those get out of tune, we have to tune the strings. When we tune the strings, then we open up to the possibility of playing beautiful music. You know, I could be the most awesome guitarist in the world, but if my strings aren't in tune, am I going to make beautiful music? No, I'm not, no matter how hard, no matter how well I play. And so this is going to that space where all change comes from, the, the space within mm -hmm. our state of being. So, Mark, with these different um, um, segments or sessions, is it music? Is it you um, speaking? Is it a combination the particular modules themselves have an introduction and then there's a healing process in each module. And there are some prompts. There is some speaking. But I think the music comes from is that you also get access to what I call the Harmonize Your Life series, which is a playlist of music. It has six playlists within it, one for health, one for relationships, one for prosperity, one for spirituality one for your career, your purpose, and then your joy, your happiness, your fulfillment. What I find is that typically we experience disharmony in one of those six strings or six facets. So if you're having a health challenge, you work through these processes in the series, you play the health and vitality music playlist. If you're having a relationship challenge, you work through these processes that are going to open up for space and healing, but then you would focus on the relationship music. Yes. So the 
the sessions, they actually create the space for healing to happen. Because if we don't release the density, there's no space for something new, you know, for our health, for um, any of those areas that you mentioned. Um, because if we're so full of density or toxicity, whether, you know, energetically, we can't experience any of those beautiful other things. And so I love that you have all of that. So the sessions create the space and then um, and then they have that whole library of healing music that, as I mentioned, you know, I know was supportive for me after I fell off that ladder and <laughs> it was, it was, huh, um, and you know, a lot of people have been writing in since um, um, you did the the musical mantra here and just as you've been talking and they're just, they can feel the energy from you, Mark. And um, oh, one person asked, and I wanted to ask you this, with regard to um, Judy said, hi, Mark and Carrie, this is the first time I've listened to Mark's music. Exceptionally beautiful. I wanted to know if we get to keep these recordings from the package. Uh, thank you for sharing your gifts and talents. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the whole beauty of this is like, okay, I'll, I'll go back to the analogy of being a guitarist. Okay, I play a song, the strings go out of tune. We move through life and we're exposed to things in our environment. Stuff happens, old beliefs get triggered or whatever. We go to a family reunion or something and we trigger something and some disharmony shows up. We need to tune our strings all the time. Mm -hmm. And what I'm saying is through this process, yes, you get access to the music because you want to work with these processes. It's not just the one session, though the one session itself has an, a tremendous amount of power, but you want to work with that process. And what I do in the instructions in the series is you work with that process for a week and you begin to really create that shift in the energy, whether it be letting go or embodying a state of being. And then you use a music, so to speak, to kind of fill the spaces to energetically um, provide you the space to create whatever shift and change it is you're looking to create. So I'll give you an example. I had a young lady came to me, um, had been experiencing a reoccurring negative problem, which is always a great indicator of old limiting thoughts, beliefs, and perceptions that you're holding within yourself, old unresolved issues. And so she had you know, for 10 years, not being able to create a healthy relationship, you know, different person, same issues would arise. Well, we did some digging in and it ended up being uh, resentments against her father that she was still holding on to. So, um, you know, I'm listening to this. I'm like, OK, I'm going to channel out a piece of music on forgiveness. And the forgiveness musical mantra piece was born and I mm -hmm. sent it to her. And I said, play this in your environment and let's just see what happens. And so mm -hmm. she called me up three days later. She goes, Mark, you're not going to freaking believe this. What's up? My dad called me today out of the blue and said, mm -hmm. you know what? Ten years is way too long to have unresolved issues. Are you open to sitting down and reconciliation and talking about forgiveness here? She doesn't understand. My dad's like macho man guy. He would never do anything <laughs> like that. And I say, you know what? The sooner that we realize that an outer is a reflection of the inner, you change your state of being, your frequency, your resonance, which is what this work is all about, the outer must change. 
it it's universal law. The outer world is a reflection of the inner. You know, we've been so focused on trying to change out there. Oh my gosh, I'm going to all these relationship things or doing this diet plan or whatever, and then we wonder why we can't create change. You can't. You have to change your state of being, your energy, your vibration. And by doing so, then the outer begins to mirror and reflect. Well, it is anyways, but it begins to mirror and reflect something different according to your resonance or the state of being that you're emerging into. And this series is really just like 20 years of experience in what states of being and what frequencies create the most rapid healing responses. And these are the top six, without a doubt. And then you combine that with the music and the space, and uh, you just open up to really opening up a whole other possibility of harmonizing your body, your mind, and your spirit. Yeah. I was going to use that word again. You know, just listen to the music and allow it to harmonize you to allow for a completely new experience, um, an upgraded experience. Mark, do you have a an example of, you know, you just mentioned someone that you worked with that had, you know, a relationship challenge. Now, what about someone with a health challenge or someone who has dis-ease? Um, um, any example that might give someone listening hope who is experiencing that themselves? Absolutely. I'm, I'm thinking there's so many that just kind of flooded my head. I mean, even like I remember the very first comment feedback that I got back about healing mantras was somebody recovering from a serious major operation, a hysterectomy. And the healing response was so quick. Even the physicians were like blown away. She made them play the music while they were operating on her. <laughs> That's a good idea. And and she had this huge shift in energy. And wow. she goes on top of that, and she goes, I need CDs, and the surgeons want CDs because it's the first time they've ever done a procedure that's so long where they don't feel cramped and tight, you know, because mm-hmm. they're hunched over, they're working on somebody. And, and so that was when I first began to become aware of it. But I've had people who have had chronic, let's say, for example, chronic diagnosed back issue, you know, where they've seen pictures of degradation in their spinal cord, okay? Work with the energy, work with these processes, and their pain has decreased, 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 and finally gone away through this harmonization process Mm -hmm. where, like, okay, you know, don't buy into that picture is just a picture of a state of being and then one given moment of time. Yes, yes. What if you could go into the ultimate creative lab, which is within your own mind, which is within the space between your ears, visualize your desired outcome, let go of what's not serving you, because I guarantee you any disharmony that's showing up in your body is because of what you're holding on innately within yourself. And that's what this series teaches you how to do to go to that place and release that energy that's reverberating this lower density, maybe call it hate or fear or resentment or whatever it might be, that's out picturing as your physical health disharmony. And then over the years, I've had people who've had chronic health conditions, asthma, blood sugar issues that have been able to regulate. I've had um, parents with children on the spectrum that have noticed more coherent conversation and conversation and and, an ability to be present where when not playing that music in the space, 
they're not present at all because they're operating on this different wavelength. So it's just been a whole assortment of different issues, not only on a physical level, but in areas of prosperity and areas of relationship issues, and which always seem to be kind of the, the top three, health, yes. relationships, mm-hmm. prosperity issues. Prosperity. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, two things that came up as you were sharing that that I wanted to highlight. You know, any diagnosis that is ever handed to someone, and you said this beautifully, and I've, I heard it, I heard this a long time ago, and it always stuck with me, you know, that a diagnosis is just a screenshot of that moment in time and your energy in that moment, and that can shift and change from day to day. So it's never a, a death sentence uh, in any way or a sentence at all. And, Mark, I learned that for myself because um, when I had my near-death experience in 1997, I can't believe it's been that long, but, you know, I was diagnosed with this and this, and you're going to take this and this and this. And uh, and I was like, that's not going to be true for me. And, and it's not, and it hasn't been. But um, I wanted to say that for anyone who is going through that just to give you hope and inspiration and, you know, just to listen to your music in the background, you know, even families, if you're getting your kids ready for school in the mornings, maybe play it in the kitchen or for a lot of our, our audience, Mark, they're healers, they're coaches. Um, you can play that in the background in your sessions, um, you know, or if you're experiencing like some of the people who wrote in um, challenges with financial challenges, play the prosperity um, uh, musical mantras, play them every day and notice what ch- notice what happens. <laughs> you know, you have it's, nothing to lose <laughs> and everything to gain. And that's the thing is that you start to see little synchronicities, little messages, intuitive hits, reoccurring patterns show up. It's like, Let's say you you use an example. Let's say you have resentments you're holding against somebody, like a a parent, okay? Mm -hmm. And then you, like, set this intention to forgive, and then all of a sudden, you know, somebody sends you an email. You know, you should check out this book. And then you get an email later from Amazon or whatever saying, hey, this book's on special. Go get that book. You know, I remember as a kid, I used to get upset. Why doesn't God just pick up the phone and call me? You know, Mark, you know, you might want to stay away from that girl. You might want not to hang out with those guys. You might want not to do that, you know. And then I realized we get the call every day through the synchronicities. The universe talks to us in an assortment of different ways. And that's the beauty of what opens up in working with the music and with this series is you're going to get messages. But ultimately, I think the thing that's the most empowering of all is that it's going to teach you and to help you embody that you have the ability to shape and shift matter and energy. And you have the ability to release what's no longer serving you. The lower density, heavy, you know, angers, fears, resentments. You have the ability to command that. You're the universe in motion. So you inherently have that ability. We're all doing it every day anyways, but most of us are doing it unconsciously. Now, when we become conscious, oh, my gosh, it's like breathing. We realize the importance of exhaling and letting go of what's no longer serving us. But then we also realize the importance of breathing in and receiving. And when we're able to master our personal energy, it opens up the door to a whole nother level of empowerment of what we can heal in our lives, 
but also collectively how we can come together and begin to heal the world we live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's why all of this is so important as we're going through this uh, massive global shift in consciousness. You know, what a tremendous um, asset we can be and that we came here to be, you know, by working on ourselves, we're impacting not only ourselves, but our families, our communities, and the planet, you know, to upshift into this higher um, state of frequency. And so, um, Mark, I want to read some of the the comments that have come in. Uh, Tama said, I love your matter-of-factness and relating your trajectory and unleashing your gifts. It's a lightness that that makes release feel simple and within us all. It's so lovely. Thank you. Mm, thank you, Tama. No, thank you. Um, let's see. Fawn from Hillsborough said, what would you su- suggest we do when the dense energy arises again? Well, I think the number one thing that showed up when you first asked that question is stop judging it. You know, because how do we typically view dense energy when it arises? We judge it. It's bad. It's wrong, right? And judgment creates resistance. Resistance slows the flow of energy. So if you want to keep something negative in your life, continue to judge it as being negative, bad, and wrong. And you you keep that frequency in your life. So the first thing is to always, it's it's not bad or wrong. Like, you know, we live in a world of polarities. It's like new moon, full moon. Do we go out and scream at the new moon and say, damn you, new moon, you should be full all the time? No. <laughs> we know that it runs through cycles. You know, I don't go when the ocean's at low tide. Do I go out and holler at the ocean? Look, you should be high all the time. It's no, it's it's a cycle. We go through our ups and our downs. And what happens is when we get into judgment of our lows, we create kind of like a feedback loop. That creates anxiety. It creates depression. It keeps us locked into that lower frequency. No, you you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, dense energy is coming up. You set the intention to let it go. You feel the emotions behind it. You breathe it out. You let it go. If you got to go hit the pillow. If you got to go cry in the pillow. If you got to get out in nature or whatever, you allow that energy to move through you and to let it go. And that's what we do. Dense energy is going to arise within you. It's part of the process. But rather than fighting it, resisting it, making yourself wrong for having it, embrace it as an opportunity to let go of something that you don't need anymore, something that's not in alignment with the truth of who and what you are. And it's an essential step in letting go of, you know, what's preventing you from soaring and really revealing this masterpiece that's within. It's like dense energy is like the light coming on the dashboard in your car. It's telling you to change your oil. Okay. Do we holler at it? Hopefully we don't put tape over it and pretend it doesn't exist. But no, you release what's no longer serving you and you bring in something of higher vibration. It's almost like breathing. Do we lament our exhales in life? I hope not. Because if you're going to live and be vibrant, you need to release and let go and exhale. And the same thing, you need to be able to receive in and breathe in. Beautifully stated. And 
I love that you said resistance well and judgment they slow the flow <laughs> they slow the flow so yeah, yeah been, I mean compassion been there, done that a few so times <laughs> <laughs> yes I know we all have so fun thank you for being here thank you for that question um Linda from Alberta uh, Linda with a Y. She says, amazing show as always. Thank you both. Thank you, Linda. Um, Arietta from Athens. Um, uh, this is right after you did the, uh, the, uh, the musical, um, piece. She said, this was truly therapeutic and so needed. After a car accident and terrible headache, finally some harmony. Um, it's come as a blessing. Thank you both. Mm, beautiful. Thank you for sharing, you. Arietta. Yeah. Um, Paula from the UK uh, said, thank you. I got to, when this was right after you did the music, uh, she said, thank you. I got to connect with my family of light and know my purpose more. Mm. Bless you, Mark, and love to you both. That's beautiful, awesome. Paula. Love hearing that. <laughs> um, this has been such a, I don't know, just a harmonious experience with you, Mark. It's been, um, yeah, very harmonizing, uplifting, <laughs> purifying. <laughs> um, I really, really enjoyed having you back. It's been too long. So, uh, well, I really want to thank you for creating the space and doing what you do. We could have all the greatest messages and most harmonizing frequencies in the world, but if we don't have um, somebody to connect with to help us to radiate out into the planet, so it just goes to show how each and every one of us plays such an important piece of the puzzle of this mm -hmm. thing called global transformation. So I want to thank you for creating the space and opening up and being open to having me on and, and share. Oh, absolutely. I love um, just seeing everything that you've done over all these years, just continue to expand and um, just touch more people. And, you know, speaking of that, as we're closing up, is there anything else that you want to share about the special offer um, for those who may be considering it and they're kind of teetering or not sure? Um, anything else that feels important to to share? Well, I think it's like, um, you know, we all have this music that's within us. That music's our authentic self. It's our passion. It's our purpose. It's our calling. It's the expression of that is part of the reason why we've come here to experience this human experience. And in order for us to radiate, in order for us to glow, in order for us to heal, in order for us to touch the lives of those around us, we need to restore harmony within ourselves, to harmonize ourselves, to um, tune the strings of our life expression so that we can bring our music out to a higher level. And it's the expression of that music, the expression of that music in its harmonious state, that's what's going to heal your life. That's what's going to revitalize your experience. That's what's going to give you the enthusiasm and the passion to wake up in the morning. But it's also going to be a catalyst for transformation and change because that radiates, radiates out from each and every one of us, powerfully impacting the people in our lives, the animals, the things we've surrounded ourselves with, our communities, our states, our countries, ultimately our planet. And if anything, the world needs now is a heck of a lot more light 
being brought in. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's up for each and every one of us. So that's what this whole series is all about, to help you to tune the strings so you can bring your music, your light out to mm-hmm. a higher level. Yeah, and I really want to encourage people, play it for your family. You know, it's just beautiful to have on in the background. Someone was asking um, that their child, um, um, oh, I'm trying to find where it was, had, um, what it, you mentioned this earlier, when kids have, um, not dyslexia, but um, anyway. ADD or something? These, or? Yes, yes, yes. Someone, and, <clears throat> you know, they could play that in the mornings, you know, or in the evenings. Um, what would you suggest to someone like that who has a child with ADD or ADHD or well, any of you know, those I things? Well, I think the thing that, you know, we need to realize is our children are very sensitive, you know, and the mm-hmm. children that are emerging on the planet today are very sensitive to energy, energy disruption, things in the environment. So they're impacted, and there's more of that now than ever. You know, we all have Wi-Fi beaming through our house. We all have smart meters on the side of our homes or side of our apartment buildings that impact these things and impact how the brain functions. If you're able to, it's almost like eliminate the static and noise that we're all being bombarded with every day, that's when you can connect into those moments of quiet, of focus, of creativity, of intuition. And that's the thing I think really where I've always kind of held this space is that we can be in the world but not of it. In other words, not negatively impacted by it. We can rise above that. So I've had fantastic experience with children. Um, My youngest was sleeping through the night after two weeks being born. You know, mm. and if that's not unheard of, I always, I, always joking, <laughs> I always jokingly say, you know what, I don't tell any new parent for at least six months to a year. Then they can be told about the music because every parent needs to go through sleep deprivation and, and all the things that we go through <laughs> when we have children. Because I didn't figure that out with the firstborn. Uh, you know, it took a while before she was sleeping through the night. But the second one, we were on it. And it was amazing mm-hmm. how... The music has been able to enhance focus and let go of the anxiety and the stresses that show up in the course of their lives, you know, that can impact all of us to one degree or another, but especially our children. Mm-hmm. Well, and with the, so many of the kids, you know, back in school, you know, a lot of it's it's stressful for them. Um, you know, just those years can be very stressful for children. And, you know, maybe when they come home and they're doing their homework or, you know, you can have this on in the background or, um, and a couple people wrote in who are healers. There are a lot of healers in this community mm-hmm. and doing sessions, you know, with this in the background, um, whatever kind of healing work you do, whether it's, you know, coaching or energy or whatever. So there are, I just feel that this can really make a difference. And I guess I'm passionate about it because I know you, Mark. But also, I mean, just experiencing what I did with my health, you know, um, I I want everyone to experience relief and evolution, you know, in consciousness with their health, with their wealth, with their finances, with their happiness. And, and there are supportive frequencies here. There are solutions, you know, so... Uh, yeah. So thank you, Mark, for bringing forth everything that you shared today and, of course, for this wonderful special offer. And um, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being you're, here. 
You're welcome, and thank you so much for having me. And just, um, it's always such a pleasure to reconnect, especially after all these years. It's awesome. I love it. So thank me you too. very much for having me. You're so welcome. And I want to thank everybody who's been with us. I hope that you have felt just the harmonization being in this sacred circle uh, with Mark and myself today. Um, thank you for the gift of your time, your readiness for shifts and changes, you know, for your love, for your presence today. Um, we hope that you received um, the harmonizing frequencies, the new awarenesses, um, the soulful activations that are most beneficial for you at this time. Thank you for joining us on this soulful adventure today. I am sending waves and waves of love and light and appreciation from my heart to yours. May you feel it, receive it, and offer it to those you encounter today uh, or tonight, wherever you happen to be in the world. And as always, until next time, please give yourself full permission to shine instead of shrink, express instead of suppress, and of course, own that amazing, powerful glow of yours. Uh, take flight to beautiful beacons of light, and I'll see you back here in this playground of light uh, again tomorrow. Bye, everybody.